I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. grit, it's a mindset. It is, I'm either going to be a victim to my circumstances, or I'm going to take these circumstances, I'm going to develop a growth mindset, and I'm going to say, I'm going to learn from it. So I'm going to evaluate, I went through this difficult time, what went well, what didn't go well, what am I going to do differently? And how is this particular situation going to shape me into the person that I am tomorrow? You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 548 with guest Danielle Cobo. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining me for another interview. And I hope you've been liking my mini-sodes. And I wanna mention something else. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I I feel like your life might be at least like a half a percent better if you did. I've been posting a lot lately. And I've been posting funny things. You You know I like to have a sense of humor about personal growth. I have to because life is beautiful and life is hard. So there's that. And also some like coaching tips and ways to coach yourself and things like that. So it's a mix of that. And I also have been posting in my Instagram stories every day. And again, funny stuff and kind of behind the scenes a little bit, just my general musings about life and also what I'm going through currently. So there's a little sneak peek into that as well. I'm at Hey Andrea Owen over there on the gram. And also, if you want a personalized signed copy of any of my books, now is the time to get one. I don't do this very often, maybe like once every couple of years. And I know it's far away, and some of you might not want me to say this, but the holidays are coming. (laughs) It is currently... August, as I record this, and it's going to be released 
Hey, we're almost at September. We're almost at September. So if you would like a personalized signed copy of my book for you or for a friend or other loved one, head on over to andreaowen.com slash links. That's where everything is. That's where anything that you need to know that I talk about here or anywhere else is over there, including the direct link to grab your copy. And yeah, it's just a little old me over here. I get one of the copies that I have here, sign it to whoever you want. I even will personalize a message, which I also usually don't do, as long as it's not, you know, 17 paragraphs. And then I'm going to mail it off to you. So andreaowen.com slash links. Danielle Kobo is here on the show. I met her at a conference for the National Speakers Association, and she's just delightful. And also, she's been helping me. I need to put together a resume. Has anyone had the thrill of putting together a resume after not having one for 17 years, like I am currently doing? It's not the same anymore. (laughs) It's not the same. Anyway, Danielle's a career coach, so she's been generously helping me with that. So if you if you are in need of a career coach, definitely check her out. But today I have her talking about grit. We're talking about resilience and which is is needed in a career, right? I I hope that you will love this conversation as much as I loved having it with Danielle. So those of you who are new to her, let me tell you a little bit about her. Danielle Cobo works with organizations to develop the grit, resilience, and courage to thrive in a rapidly changing market. As a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager, Danielle's grit and resilience led her to lead a team to number one through downsizing, restructuring, and acquisitions. Danielle's resilience led her to start her own business, helping others develop the grit, resilience, and courage to thrive in life and business. So without further ado, here is Danielle. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to join the podcast. Yay! I love the topic that you speak on because I think, well, you speak on several different topics, but I think so many of my listeners can relate. And I'm going to kind of bounce around and pull some things on the various talks that you give and trainings that you give so we can kind of get like a whole, a little uh, potpourri, if you will, of, of different topics around professional women and their personal development. So ha- let's start with with burnout. I know it's it's a it's a big one, especially I wouldn't say that we're post-pandemic, but you know, somewhat. But how can people let's, let's start from the beginning there? Like how can people identify stress triggers and and maybe take steps, like proactive steps to avoid burnout in the first place? Oh, that's a great question. Because so often we will continue to push through and push through and really ignore the signs of what our body's communicating when we are in burnout. So one of the steps I I share in my book is the taking the proactive steps of doing the weekly body scan. So our mm. body will communicate to us when we are burnt out, but sometimes we ignore those signs. So taking the proactive step, stand in front of a mirror and and truly look from the top down your body. So if you notice that your hair is dull, it's starting to thin, it's starting to um, fall out, Mm -hmm. that is a sign that you are stressed and burnt out. If you look at your skin and your breakouts, so I know that when I'm typically very stressed, my skin will start to break out with acne. That is a sign of burnout. Also, I remember when I was in medical sales, every third quarter, this 
should have been a, an alarming sign that I tuned into early on, but I didn't. Every third quarter, my chest would break out in hives. So here oh, wow. I was living in Southern California wearing this, it's beautiful, hot and sunny outside. And I'd be wearing this high neck shirt because I was trying to cover my hives that would break out every third quarter in sales. Um, another, and then move all the way down to your stomach. And is your stomach, are you feeling lethargic or is it in constant knots? Are you having issues with uh, digestion? Our body communicates to us when we are stressed, mm-hmm. but we often don't take the time to really stand in front of a mirror, look at those signs and go, hold on, wait. If my, if I'm all of a sudden breaking out, what's causing that? Is it stressors at work? Is it stressors at life? And kind of taking that 360 approach at looking every area in your life and say, what might be causing the stress to my body? So then I can take the steps to prevent the burnout or to manage that stress. Mm-hmm. Set some boundaries, just kind of reassess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I forget about that a lot. I think our our body tells us before, <laughs> like it definitely sends warning signs. I'll get migraines. So oh, I, that was another right. thing too. Mm-hmm. So my, if I'm really stressed out and I'm sitting in front of my computer, my shoulders are raised really high. My husband will come behind me and he'll like push my shoulders down. He's mm-hmm. like, you're stressed. And it's the migraines. So I noticed that when I'm getting migraines, I'm probably really stressed and probably really dehydrated as well. And I think too, you know, I've had a lot of guests on, especially the first part of 2022. I had a whole theme around doctors that came on to talk about different ailments for women, especially, you know, like middle age. It also can, that can also, all those symptoms that you talked about could be a hormone imbalance as well, which burnout doesn't help. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> does not help. I've I've experienced fluctuations in my hormones after having my the birth of my twins. So I know between work and those stressors and the pandemic and then hormone imbalances, it was like the perfect storm of when yeah. I started to experience burnout. Well, let's let's shift gears a little and talk about grit. So is grit something that a few lucky people are born with, or can someone cultivate it? It's a combination of both. Sometimes it's a sometimes it's based off of our own personalities. If you mm. if you've taken any of those personality assessments, there are some people that are, have innate ability to just be a little bit more driven, outgoing type risk takers. And then there's some people that are a little bit more detailed, analyzed, kind of risk adverse. But I also do believe that it is innate and it can be learned. And it's either modeled by our teachers, our coaches, our parents, by different uh, circumstances that we have overcome. I know that I learned grit from my mom. Mm-hmm. That's where I really learned it because my mom was a single mom with a five-year-old. She was a waitress. She was going to school full-time to get her bachelor's and raising me. So yeah. she modeled grit, resilience. And it's something that I learned from her. And then also from my own life experiences, that's how I was able to develop grit. That's a huge one. You know, I I talked to people about, you know, I wrote about it in my third book about creating a board of directors. And it's like this sort of imaginary board of directors that you can create of people, you know, any gender of that you admire, you admire, you admire attributes about them. And if you could actually have a board of directors that was sort of giving you advice and sort of managing your decisions and, and behaviors and things, who would those people be? Like what kind of, what kind of personality, what kind of values do you want them to have? And 
I would bet that the people that you would have on your board of directors are people that have have grit. And so do you think that going through, you know, how you recover from difficult situations can contribute to how much grit you have? Yes. I think that with grit, it's a mindset. It mm-hmm. is, I'm either going to, I'm either going to be a victim to my circumstances or I'm going to take these circumstances, I'm going to develop a growth mindset and I'm going to say, I'm going to learn from it. So I'm going to evaluate, mm-hmm. I went through this difficult time. What went well? What didn't go well? What am I going to do differently? And how is this particular situation going to shape me into the person that I am tomorrow? I remember my stepdad telling me when I was younger, when you have your first goldfish and you lose your goldfish, is watching that little goldfish going down the toilet. Oh my gosh. I know it's preparing you for, (laughs) it is dramatic. It's preparing you for when you lose. Uh, maybe a, a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. It's then losing that animal is preparing you for if your bike gets stolen and losing that helps prepare you for when you go for your first breakup. Mm-hmm. And then your first breakup helps prepare you when you possibly lose a family member. And like these different circumstances that happen in our life, they really are, if we look at it, we're developing the skills and the behaviors to handle the the tough stuff that happens later in our life. We look back at, I know that I look back and go, wow, did I really cry over that boyfriend that cheated on me? Like, was he really worth it? Mm -hmm. No. But going through that, I learned, I learned my, what my value is. I learned what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and how I will how I allow somebody to treat me. And so if it wasn't through those experiences, then I wouldn't have developed the boundaries to put in place when I was in my future relationships. Yes, it's all about those those retrospective lessons. When I we need to take a quick break and I want to ask you about growth versus fixed mindset. So we'll be right back. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for for a battle-tested solution. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash noise. Okay, you, you mentioned that when I asked you that last question, and I, I it's Carol Dweck's work around fixed and growth mindset. So for people who might not know what that is, can you can you tell us what that is and what it looks like? Yeah, so a fixed mindset is, it's a belief that we are either, if we're born this way, that's who we are for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. But a growth mindset is we can develop resilience, we can develop grit, we can develop different skill sets within our life to be the person that we want to be tomorrow. So growth mindset is really understanding that if we take the initiative to learn different skill sets, critical thinking, communication, leadership, that we can become the person that we want to be. And I truly believe that growth mindset is absolutely possible. Yeah. Um, I don't believe, yeah, for everyone. I don't believe that there is an, an innate ability within people that are leaders, but a lot of leadership is learned over time from different experiences. I know that Today, when I do uh, leadership development coaching and I talk to people about how to be an exceptional leader, most of my stories are from what I've learned over time, not mm-hmm. the not the mindset that I had that I was born with. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I and I I believe that the science shows, you know, Carol Dweck and her positive psychology colleagues, the the research shows that some people are born with more of a a growth mindset than others but that it can be developed with intention and self-awareness and consciousness and and taking and being persistent with it. And I I agree with you like wh- what is that quote? I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert that says something like the women that you know who like really have their shit together like became that way because their life completely fell apart. Like <laughs> Absolutely. I think you and I, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes and you were talking about this moment where your life just completely fell apart and you became on this self-discovery of mm-hmm. of self uh, of self-development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a mission to do it. And I think about the times that I've grown the most or the times where I have hit absolute rock bottom. Yeah. And I said, this is not what I want for my life. Something needs to change. And you said it perfectly. It's about being intentional at developing a growth mindset and being intentional about learning the skill sets and self-improvement and self-development, professional development to be the person that we want to be. Yeah. 100%. Well, I want to ask you about that because you've gone through some pretty intense struggles and you I know you talk about those in your keynotes. You and I had dinner a month or two ago and you you shared them with me. So can you tell us about some of them and how did you you know, how did you turn that around and also like Maybe even like, how did you turn that around to teach those events, turn it into purpose and growth? Oh gosh, what event do we start with? I know. Well, I was thinking about the one about that was a little bit more recently around 
just the hurricane and you mm. had two little babies and your husband was gone and <laughs> didn't, didn't yeah. sound like an easy time. No, it wasn't. So in 2017, after a year of three and a half years of trying to have kids and then undergoing IVF, I was blessed with twins, which was very excited. But unexpectedly, my water broke six weeks early. Mm-hmm. And with that, our twins were then put in the NICU for 17 days. Right after they got out of the NICU, then I I wasn't really taking care of myself, which was also why I'm hard so- to do when you're a brand new mom, not to mention with multiples. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was taking because I'm being preemie it was an hour and a half to feed one an hour and a half to feed another and then an hour break. So it was around the clock. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I was putting them as a priority, which is good. But I've also learned that in order to take care of somebody else, you have to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't taking care of myself. I ended up having gallstones and ended up in the emergency room. And as I'm in the emergency room, I see this and the doctor's telling me I need to have my gallbladder taken out. I see this in red, bold writing across the TV, Hurricane Irma, category four, headed to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Where Within you live. 10, yeah, right, right where I live. Yes. <laughs> right. right where I live. It's not like it's, you were in California. That's no, <laughs> no. Not like I was in California. Then 10 minutes later, I get a call from my husband, who's a Blackhawk pilot in the army. And he says, hey, I've just been activated. We've got to move our helicopters up to the Northeast. Oh my God. And so I'm now in the hospital looking at the doctor saying, I know I need to have surgery, but I've got to put this on hold because I've got to call my friends and have my house get boarded up. Mm-hmm. And between the premature twins, the NICU, the hurricane, it it was the perfect storm, the perfect hurricane right. that set me into severe postpartum depression. Oof. I distinctly remember a time when I looked at my husband and I said, I'm not okay. I want to go to sleep and I don't want to wake up. Mm. And I never thought about taking my life. I wanted my life to be taken from me. Oh, yeah. There's a huge distinction. Mm -hmm. The way I took, because I've I've just, I want to, because it's such a pivotal moment before you continue the story, I've I've been in a similar place of having those thoughts. and, And the way I describe it is I didn't, it's not that I wanted to die. I just wanted the circumstances of my life to go away. And it felt like an option. Mm-hmm. And it, there was, you know, some moments where that felt like a feasible solution, and that was a harsh reality to to really see. Now, I will say, my growing up, my mom was bipolar, so I was familiar with the benefits of psychiatric help and psychology and seeing a counselor. So I knew at that moment I needed to get help, and that goes into that fixed gro- versus growth mindset. I looked at my husband. And I said, "I need help." And I enrolled myself in 16 weeks of cognitive behavioral therapy. I joined support groups for postpartum depression. I had a nurse come in and help me with the nighttime feeding so that I can get some sleep. It was all hands on deck. I started calling family members to come help me out. My neighbors were helping me out. So that was also when I learned the importance of asking for help. Yeah. And what I learned is the relationships that developed over that time are so meaningful now. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a closer bond that I have with those individuals that came and spent the time with me than than anybody else. But what I learned through that experience and and how that and I talk about you know these life experience and how it prepares you for the next step. A year after that, after I recovered from postpartum, my husband served a year deployment in Iraq, 
And our twins were a year and a half year old. And I was traveling, I was leading a team for a Fortune 500 company with 60% overnight travel. Oof. Yeah. So, and that was a lot, but it, it was because it was because of the experience that I went through, through postpartum. I was like, if I can get through that, I can get through anything in life. There's, I mean, that really prepared me in knowing the importance of taking care of myself and having a healthy nutrition and the importance of getting sleep and prioritizing myself so that I had the energy to take care of my family, the importance of asking for help during that time so that I was able to still thrive during that time. And I and I have an incredible bond with my kiddos because we we're so close. Yeah. That's tough. And I just want to say one quick thing about that is that when someone's in that, if anyone's listening and you're in that place, it's it, that that kind of support, you know, there's, there is privilege in having like that level of support and it's not everyone's ability to do so. And I think also for people who don't have the resources to do that, it can be difficult because you have to reach farther for help mm-hmm. and, and try to find sometimes free re- resources or low cost resources. And it can feel like such an uphill battle. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. I want to switch again a little bit because your podcast is called Dream Job with Danielle Cobo. So what is the question that you get asked the most, whether it's after one of your talks or from people who listen to your show, as it pertains to someone's career, particularly from women? Like, what is the question you get asked the most, like, or the advice that you get asked? I don't think it's necessarily a question. I would say the biggest observation that I see now is a lot of women have reached a point where they they have what we think of as success. We've got a family, we're in our career, but something's still missing. Mm-hmm. And we and the, a lot of women are going, I don't know what it is. I have some women who have are in medical sales and they've earned the top echelon of awards, the president's club. And then all of a sudden they're like, I thought I would have been happier. Yeah. Or they're climbing the corporate ladder and they're like, yeah, I reached this title. I reached this pivotal moment of what I always wanted in my career, but just something is missing. And I think that coming out of the pandemic, a lot of us realized that there's more to life than just grinding away, working that whole, mm-hmm. that whole philosophy is, um, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I completely disagree. Welcome to America. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I work to live, not live to work. I love to sleep. I don't want to wait until I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah. No, I am one of those people that needs eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. They're hands down eight hours of sleep. Perimenopause is making that difficult, different conversation for another time. But yeah. 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 Yeah, that's I mean that's the biggest observation that I that I see. And what I find is is a lot of women don't see necessarily that unique strengths that they have within them. Like what is their X factor? And mm-hmm. so a lot of times we'll go through different activities and identify, you know, what is your X factor? What lights up your passion? What excites you in in the day? And how can you live a a life that's meaningful and of purpose that brings joy into your life and redefining success on your own terms, not what society's expectations are. Yeah. And that takes, that takes some time to, to figure that out. You know, life coaches are super helpful with that, but you don't necessarily need one. Like I think just even, even just pausing what you just said, like rewinding and writing down those questions and answering them in your journal can, can really take you, take you far. Well, I want to ask you about 
again, a question around women's careers and what advice do you have for women who are listening, who want to accelerate their careers? Mm. For women that want to accelerate their career, invest in, I would say first really lay out where you want your career to go Mm -hmm. and look at where you are in life too. I know that for me, it was so... I used to define success on how high in the corporate ladder I was achieving and the income that I was making. And I, when I took a step back and left corporate and started my own business, I said, wait a minute, I'm really enjoying spending some more time with my kids. I was on the road all the time. (laughs) And so defining what success means to you, building out a plan and saying, okay, well, if I want to go for that particular promotion or go for that job, or maybe I want to stay home more, what would it look like to start a business and really plan out what your one year, three year, five years looks like. Align yourself with some mentors, people that have had the success that you want to achieve. And whether that's a mentor, a a career coach, a business coach, a life coach, whatever it is, utilizing those resources. Maybe it's just a mentor within your organization Mm -hmm. or outside your organization. And then also develop a brand. And what I mean by that- This is so interesting. Like, please, please expand on this because I saw this on your website. I find it really fascinating. So develop your brand is people, if you want, let's say, for example, you want to go up the corporate ladder. But maybe the decision makers that decide whether you would take that position or not don't have the daily interactions with you. You get to take a proactive approach in developing your brand. So looking at what are some different ways that you could um, get involved in special projects so that you can start interacting with those individuals, start developing the skill sets for the next level. Also looking at... uh, how is your brand presence on social media? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I don't want to say like take away your personal life from social media. No, what I'm saying is like look at LinkedIn and and develop a brand on LinkedIn. Use LinkedIn as your voice to share what your expertise is. And I have an example where there was one individual wasn't necessarily looking for a job, but we started to working on developing their brand. And they started, we we did a comprehensive profile on their LinkedIn, uh, started to develop a brand strategy where they were posting, you know, what did their what they their beliefs were on leadership and how to develop those skills. And then a recruiter reached out to them. And within three weeks, they were accepting a job offer for a company going from a project manager to a VP of operations role huh. within three weeks. Now it took some time for him for that person to develop the the brand on LinkedIn, but it was only about two months of doing it on LinkedIn before oh, wow. all of a sudden they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I believe that sometimes people go on LinkedIn and all of a sudden they don't go on it until they're looking for a job. No, right. take a proactive approach and network, develop your brand on social media, think about what type of legacy you want to leave as a mentor, as a leader, and take that that secret sauce of all three of those. And that is your brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to take a quick break, but when we, when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more about that. So hang tight. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, 
you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. I think a lot of people are sleeping on LinkedIn. (laughs) Exactly what you said. So like my circumstances in terms of like developing a personal brand are slightly different. Like my Instagram is for work. You know, when people come Mm -hmm. to follow me on there and I'm like, I'm not going to be posting pictures of my kids. Like it is for work. My personal Facebook profile, it's a little bit of both. And TikTok is just for work. But for people who are in corporate America, who are, you know, the women listening and and, and most of my audience is, is Gen X and millennial. I do have some that that outside those lines. Hi, love you. Um, but for the most part, it's it's women who are in their careers who who are probably looking to advance at mm-hmm. least somewhat. And so I love that you're talking about LinkedIn because you're right. I see people who really only go on there when they're looking for a new job and they haven't mm-hmm. posted in like five years. And I also think that you know HR people, employers, recruiters, they are looking at your social media. Oh, absolutely. Not I was just a hiring LinkedIn. manager. Yeah, oh, but yeah. mostly LinkedIn, I would assume. LinkedIn's the first place. So when I was recruiting at our company, we had recruiters, we had talent acquisition managers, but I was looking for somebody specific for the particular roles that I was apply- that I was hiring for. So this is why it's so important to have a LinkedIn profile because what I could do is recruiters and hiring managers can do search engine optimization. So they can go in and say, I'm looking for an individual with this many years of experience. Specifically on LinkedIn, they're looking at that. Specifically you mean. on yeah. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So on LinkedIn, they can say, I'm looking for somebody with sales ex- three to five years of sales experience that lives in the Tampa market. And depending on how comprehensive your LinkedIn profile is, and if you've optimized the SEO in it- And, and how often it, you post, right? And how often you post. So yeah, LinkedIn has a social selling index and I'll kind of briefly go over it, but LinkedIn has a social selling index where they it's how they measure your brand. So it looks at comprehensive profile, your connections, how frequently are you posting? How frequently are you commenting on other people? So if you, the higher your LinkedIn social selling index, the higher your profile goes when somebody is searching and seeking out for candidates for a position. Mm-hmm. I've never applied for a job. I've always been recruited for a job. And it's because I've invested the time in building a a, a, a solid LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And if you do that job, I always say like, don't wait until the company goes through downsizing or acquisitions or you're in a toxic work environment and you're all of a sudden need to leave. No, develop the brand so that you could be attracting job opportunities. And then it's up to you whether you decide to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. 
And I also want to add that it doesn't take that much time. People are Mm-mm. might be listening and being like, oh my God, one more thing that I have to do. <laughs> the both of you can fuck off. No, like I would say, I don't know, maybe a half hour twice a week. Oh yeah. So I would say when I'm working with clients, we'll been we'll do about an hour and a half on getting their LinkedIn profile completely set up. Sure. Yeah. Developing mm-hmm. the brand strategy. And then now, I mean, you could you could spend a half a couple hours, I mean, not a couple hours, so like a half hour each week commenting. Yeah. And then developing content. I mean, with chat GPT these days. That's easy. It's so easy to do. Yeah. And and that makes it a lot easier too. Plus there's their scheduling apps. So sometimes what they'll do is like some people will spend a couple hours and they'll schedule all their posts for the whole month. And again, it's not about posting every day too. So that's a nice thing about LinkedIn. You're about three days a week posting, mm-hmm. the rest commenting, you're good. It's not as though Instagram and TikTok could be pushing content all the time. Yeah. But it's a little bit different. It is a little different. Um professional platform. And you'll also notice too, that what I find with LinkedIn, it is almost my daily motivation. People Mm -hmm. post very motivating posts and I learn a lot from it. So that's why also it's the platform that I gravitate to the most. It's really come a long way. Like Mm -hmm. LinkedIn really has grown up over the last 10 years. It used to be just the job search platform. It's not that anymore. Boring, And yeah, it very much Mm -hmm. was like the professional boo, but (laughs) I, I like it. I, in fact, I need, I have, I have been sleeping on it for the last few weeks. I need to go over there and and do some things, but also, you know, I hired someone, I hired two different consultants when I needed to spruce up and I feel like they charged maybe $750 for like two sessions. And it was so helpful. Mm -hmm. It wasn't extraordinarily, you don't have to buy a five figure package, which they're out there if you want, but just to like, just clean it up, like modernize it. There's so many tips and tricks out there also that you can Google for free just Mm -hmm. to be able to understand their algorithm and things like that. So I suggest Mm -hmm. that to people. I have one more question before we close up. And then I want you to tell people where they can go to learn more about you. But, and and then we're going back to resilience. So can you... Can you give us some like advice, like the number one thing you teach when it comes to cultivating more resilience? We may have already touched on it, but I want to make sure that, uh, you know, because resilience is one of those things that all of us could use a little more of, Mm -hmm. especially given the last few years. Mm -hmm. So this was some advice that somebody had shared on my podcast and it really resonated. And it was take a piece of paper and on one side of the piece of paper, write down everything that's happened to me whatever it is. I'll I'll go down my list. I was kidnapped at two. I was kicked out at 17. I was divorced by 25, had postpartum. Name the list of things, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. And then on the other side of the piece of paper, write down what I've overcome. Ooh, different list. Mm -hmm. Different list. So it's actually the same list, but it's a different it's a different frame of mind in what you're mm-hmm. looking at because sometimes we we forget everything that we've overcome. So when you take the time and you actually write down everything that's happened in your life and everything that you have overcome, you're like, wow, I really am resilient. Yeah. And that was something I didn't even know about me. I actually uh I I went on Facebook when I was kind of going through this self-discovery. I went on Facebook and I said, if there is one word you could use to describe me, what would it be? And everyone started commenting and there was an, a constant theme of resilience. There was a constant theme of inspiring. And I was like, wow, I guess I never realized that, that about me. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until I just took the time to kind of do some self-discovery and look at what I have overcome in my life and why I am resilient, 
why do people say about that about me? Because to me, it was kind of like, well, that's my life. It's just the norm. I don't know anything right. different. What other choice did I have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What other choice did I have? Um, but a lot of other people go, no, that you went through a lot. You're really resilient. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Reflect. Reflection. Different perspectives. I love that mm-hmm. so much. And so where can people go to learn more about you and the things that you offer? So my podcast, Dream Job with Danielle Kobo, uh, where I actually do have a couple episodes on career building, how to build a comprehensive LinkedIn profile. So anything, if you're looking to really step up and advance in your career, Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. And then I will be having uh, my book coming out in the fall. So that will be a lot of them building grit, resilience, and having the courage to go after what you want. Um, and then of course, LinkedIn, definitely yeah. on there. <laughs> yes. I'm connected with her on LinkedIn. So you'll see us both over there. And those links will definitely be in the show notes. I want to ask you one more question though, before we go, mm-hmm. is there anything, I ask all my guests this, is there anything you want to circle back to that we talked about to underscore or anything like additional that you want to say to make sure that you walk away from this conversation feeling complete? Ooh. Everything that happens in your life shapes you into the who who you want to be. You can either be victim to it where you can learn from it and grow. And the person you are today is because of what you've overcome. And don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. You are you are more powerful than you ever imagined. Just take back, just take a step back, reflect, and just continue to invest in yourself and your personal growth. Person you are today is because of what you've overcome. Yes. Put that on a bumper sticker <laughs> and a t-shirt. I love it. Coffee mug, morning coffee coffee mug mug message. I love that so much, Danielle. I'm so glad that you're here. We're going to have to have you back on when when your book comes out to talk about that in the fall. And thank you so much for being here. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Your time is so valuable and I'm incredibly grateful that you choose to spend it with me and my guests. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. I would be so incredibly grateful if you haven't done so already, if you could leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Super easy if you already listen to your shows over there. Um, But if you don't, or maybe you have the app on your phone, but you listen to this show on a different app, if you could leave a review for this show, it matters so much. I wish I could express how much it matters. I also wish that it didn't matter so much, but alas, it does. So if you haven't already, please go review and rate the show. It would mean so much to me. And thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.